What's going on, everybody? This is the Feed to Embiid, and I am your host, Austin Krell. The Sixers drop a disappointing game tonight. Not disappointing in the sense that they let little mistakes get in the way and cost them a close game, but in the sense that they just never really... They did not show that they are ready for the big boys this season yet. They go into Toronto on the second night of a back-to-back after whooping Atlanta last night, and they they lose this game by 17. And it it was a weird game because it really wasn't even that close for the majority of the game. The Sixers trailed by as many as 26 points, and they cut it down to six with about five minutes left in the fourth quarter. Then things went bad fast, um, and the Raptors blew the doors open with a couple of threes, and that was essentially the game. So what went wrong tonight? Well, if we're being honest, quite literally almost everything went wrong tonight. Um, 23 turnovers on the game. That is something that they did often last year because Ben Simmons is a rookie and B was in his second year and they were trying to figure out a lot of moving pieces that were un, that were not used to each other. And turnovers were a big issue last year. And they've seemed to come back again this year. They had turnover issues uh, a couple games. They've been having turnover issues fairly regularly to start this season. I believe that they are amongst the league leaders in turnovers for the season. And I think a lot of it has to do with shooting, if we're being honest. Because you look at what they have, and they only have really one true marksman on this team, and that would be J.J. Redick. And even he, of late, has been underperforming for him, for his usual... Uh, he's been underperforming for what, for what he usually does. Now, um, Covington's, Covington's been on a bit of a hot streak... But we also know that he regresses pretty quickly and becomes very cold very fast. So I'm going to give you a stat here for a second. The best, the, the team that takes best care of the ball in the NBA, or in other words, commits the, the fewest number of turnovers is San Antonio Spurs at 11.7 turnovers per game. Not bad. The worst team is the Phoenix Suns, who are 1-5. They commit 18.8 a game. They also have one of the youngest rosters in the league and are looking to and they're and are still on a rebuild. The Sixers average fourteen a game, which is not really bad. Uh the problem is that of late the overwhelming um the overwhelming trend is that they turn the ball over a lot in the games that they, the games that they lose the game against the game against Milwaukee they turn the ball over 
a ton, and it really, really hurt them in a in a fifteen point loss to Milwaukee. They didn't do an awful job, if I recall correctly, against the Pistons, but that was more of a close, disappointing loss than a bad loss. This game tonight, 23 turnovers, and that's just not going to cut it. And it's unacceptable out of a team that has a starting point guard that's in his second year and is looking to become an all-star. And, you know, a a franchise altering player in Joel Embiid. Embiid had 31 more tonight, by the way. He had 11 rebounds, only two turnovers. So he's done a, a tremendous job of taking better care of the basketball this season. Um, ben Simmons had probably the worst game of his career tonight, and I'm not even I'm not exaggerating. I, I am being quite literal. 11 points, 10, 10 assists, 8 rebounds, 11 turnovers. I would argue that Ben Simmons by himself lost the Sixers this game because – the Raptors scored an ungodly number of fast break points. I believe close to 30 fast break points for the Raptors tonight, which is otherworldly. So, um, and Dario still seems to not have found his, his stride yet. I think it's because he played for the Croatian national team this summer, and I don't know if he's just trying to get his legs back or if he has gotten them back, or if he, or if he hasn't gotten them back yet, or if he will get them back this year, but there's clearly something that's not right with him yet. Uh, Covington continues to shoot the ball well, 4 of 8 from 3 for 15 points, um, 4 steals, 2 blocks, very Covington-esque kind of game. Markel Fultz, 19 minutes, 3 of 10 from the field, missed 2 threes tonight early in the game, uh, made 2 of 3 free throws. Um, he turned the ball over on uh off of the inbound, off of the inbound play early in the second half, early in the, uh, in the midway point of the of the second half, second quarter, and all, and then almost got scored on if it hadn't been for a miss from Dylan Wright and his body language was awful and I think that uh, Brett Brown took him out of the game from there on because he could see that it wasn't going to work tonight, um, which is you know that's that's the way it is for, that's the way it's going to be some nights for rookies. Um, even though Markel Fultz is not really a rookie, he still plays like a rookie because he missed most of his most of his actual rookie season. Um, so you look at the bench, Muscala, fifteen, uh, sixteen minutes, twelve points for him. Mir Johnson committed four turnovers in twelve minutes. He helped. He he was not good at all in the second quarter. He really helped that lead uh, for Toronto uh, grow. Landry Shamit couple of threes, eight points. T.J. McConnell, uh, eight minutes, one assist, one steal, one block. Redick, you can see that he's sort of having trouble now because defenses know that if they can just keep him close, they can really shut down most of the Sixers' offense because he's their only shooter. 30 minutes, 13 points, three of 11 from the three-point line. Um, but And then on the other side, the Raptors... They had, uh, Ibaka had 16. It was a very even distribution for them. Uh, Ibaka had 16. Siakam had had 15. Leonard had 31 with seven rebounds, four assists, four steals. No uh, no turnovers, four fouls though. Lowry, 20 points, uh, 12 assists. Had a couple of knockout threes down the stretch. Danny Green ultimately put the nail in the coffin. 
putting nail in the coffin for the Raptors, um, hitting a three late in the fourth quarter to put them up 12. Um, really, all the scoring from the um, from the Raptors bench came from Jonas came from Jonas Valanciunas, 23 points for him in 17 minutes. Um, he was really unstoppable, and he helped them build that lead. After which the starters came back in and really blew things open. Um, again, for the Sixers, the name of the game is it, it seems to be turnovers. Um, their ball security right now it just sucks. Quite honestly, they, they don't take care of the ball whatsoever, and it looks like the same team team that it did let, that was last year. And in theory, they would be a better team because they have another year of experience. But the simple reality is that they're committed. They're making the same mistakes they made last year early on. Now it's early on in the year. Obviously, eight games in, uh, they're four and four. It isn't like they're drastically behind. They're sitting at five hundred. They'll they'll hit their stride at some point. I'm sure. Um, the question is, how long does it stay like this before changes are made and before Brett Brown is on the hot seat? Um, you know, last year was was you their mindset early on was that okay, just win as many games as you can because we want to get out of this drudge of tanking. Um, and then they shocked the world by winning sixteen straight towards the end to to get fifty two wins. Uh, this year the league knows what they are. They know what Embiid is. They know it's they know that Simmons can't shoot. They they sag off of Fultz. And they know that one of the keys to the offense is just guarding Redick tightly, so that way he can't he can't get open and stretch the floor with his, with his with his shooting. So, I think one of the biggest issues on this team is that there's that you, and you can and before I get before I get to that you can point to Wilson Chandler, you can point to Zaire Smith, you can point to you can point to um, Jared Bayless, even though I'm not sure he'd be in the rotation at this point. Um, and say that their shooting is you know they they're still missing this these guys and these guys can contribute this, but those guys are not going to make a huge difference this season. The reality is that the Sixers are either going to finish exactly where they were last year, which is around fifty wins. They'll lose in the second round to a, to a team like Toronto or Boston, um, and in a series that will be decided in five or six games if they're lucky. But, but, if they acquire a shooter, and there isn't there is a market for shooters right now, teams like Cleveland have Kyle Kyle Korver is a perfect perfect perfect, absolutely perfect fit for the Sixers team. It would be like a replication of JJ Redick, except a, a top, except a bigger player with better team defense. Um, that could change things dramatically for the Sixers because if they can just get rid of that congestion, because teams know that they don't shoot the that, that Ben Simmons and Fultz aren't shooters. Covington's streaky. Redick is a threat, and Embiid's sort of you let you know you let him take threes, but you'll live at the risk of him maybe hitting one because he's. A twenty-five percent three-point shooter this year, but those will go up. I'm sure as the year goes on. Um, they they pack the paint to protect the to protect the lanes to for from Embiid and Simmons and Fultz, and that in turn provides or creates a lot of congestion because there's no spacing. And there's no spacing. 
the turnovers build up because there's there's the defense knows that all they have to do is just sort of sort of keep you from from moving anywhere because they don't they don't play on you they don't play off of you either they sort of stay in this mutual space and they pressure you eventually and then you end up having to throw the ball away because you don't have any shooters if you have shooters they don't have to stay honest because if they let that shooter stay open he's gonna he's gonna, he's gonna torture them and by getting a guy like Kyle Korver that would open up so much, so many things for Ben Simmons and Markel Fultz and Embiid, and it would make their lives so much easier because defenses would, would have to stretch out a little bit. And it would open up the paint significantly for the Sixers. But now with it being congested, they, they're driving and attacking constantly. What happens there is blocked shots, misses at the rim, uh, strips, strips as they attack. That, that ignites live ball turnovers. And when that happens... When you have live ball turnovers, teams have uh, opposition has fast break opportunities to score. Sixers gave up thirty fast break points tonight. They gave up. Uh, they've been, they've had a couple games where they give up at least uh, like twenty around twenty, which is just a ton. And I don't know what it would take to get a guy like Kyle Korver. I would I would guess for a team like or a team like Cleveland that is uh, initiating a rebuild. And doesn't have much use for him, it'd probably take an expiring contract like Jared Bayless and a second round pick to get Corver off the books. Um, but a guy like Corver, and I know that Corver's old, thirty seven years old, and he's not an all star. But what I'm seeing out there is that Ben Simmons has no space to operate because team just packed the paint makes it harder for him to get the ball to guys like Covington, Sharich, and Reddick because he has to pass through three different defenders. And that results in tip passes, strips, turn- turnovers. That ignites the fast break, live ball, and easy transition opportunities for, for opponents. It also results in fouls, which Sixers commit quite a few. They committed 24 tonight. Um, and and teams have been going to the free throw line against Sixers quite a lot. Um so a guy like Corver would stretch the defense out so much and would let them operate so much easier that it might sound like a minimal pickup for a, an expiring role player and a second-round pick, but Corver could make an enormous difference to this team. He could make everyone better just by being on the court. Um, and so I think that one of the biggest problems that the Sixers need to find a potent shooter fast, whether it be via trade, whether it be via free agency. They need to make a move for a shooter if they have any intentions on making on taking a step this year. And it starts with making the lives of their players easier. Ben Simmons didn't do much to help him himself, though. 11 turnovers needs to be cut down. He needs to commit. There, there's no way that Embiid should be, should be committing fewer turnovers than Ben Simmons. Um... It's, you know, I know Ben Simmons is ball dominant. He has the ball in his hand, whatever he's on the floor. But as the point guard, 11 turnovers is almost certainly a loss. So they need to cut down on those turnovers dramatically, whether it be by 
looking at film and saying, how can I take better care of the ball? Or by adding another piece from the market somewhere. Um, another thing that they need to do is they need to learn to play without fouling. They give up a lot of N1s. Ibaka had a couple of N1s tonight. Pascal Siakam had, I think, three N1s. Kawhi had a lot of N1s. Um, they need to play without fouling. That's that, that's giving teams bonus points every, every game. Um, another thing is they need to be better on defense, plain and simple. They give up 129 tonight. Uh, um, they are giving up on the season... I believe close to um, they're giving up close to 110 points a game. Maybe um, maybe around Yeah, no, it's about, it's about, um, it's about 110 points a game. So, with that being said, that's a very, 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 very high number. That needs to be trimmed dramatically fast. And they do that by getting back to the basics, communicating on defense, knowing, you know, talking themselves through, do I hedge, do I switch? Do I um, do I play off? Do I play on? Do I do do I do I do I anticipate my teammate falling behind on a screen and and immediately make the adjustment to switch and then he knows to stay on the guy that that that's closest to him, and they need to be smart and disciplined. That that's part of playing without fouling, but. They need to do, you know, they, when they defend, they can test shots fairly well, I believe. They're giving up an alarming rate of open shots, but they also started that out that started out that way that way last year, and they and they've corrected it fast. But they just a lot of a lot of it comes at the rim. A lot of the points that they give up comes at the come at the rim. That's because they're not talking. That's because they're positioning themselves where they're looking right at, at the guy with the ball, and their man back cuts them for a layup. That's because they're not boxing out. They're giving up second chance opportunities. That's because they are biting on pump fakes, or they're closing out recklessly and they're getting beat off the dribble. Um, that's because they don't know when to switch, and that gives a guy an open lane to the basket. So this defense needs to figure itself out fast. And I'll say it again. I said it a thousand times. I'll say it again. It's only game eight. They have 74 left to play. But it's ever apparent that Boston and Toronto are on a whole different level than you are. And Milwaukee might be too. And so, you look at who they played so far. Lost to Detroit, lost to Boston, lost to Milwaukee, lost to Toronto. They've beaten Atlanta, Charlotte, Chicago, Orlando. Four or three very, one very bad team, two improving but still bad teams, and one team that is mediocre at best. The good teams they don't beat right now. And 
So the changes are going to have to come for either from management, whether that be through putting a little pressure on Brett Brown. And I like Brett Brown. I think he's done an unbelievable job with what he's been given. This roster is not a roster that you would desire, even though they have two transcendent talents. They have a, a number one overall pick who they are tied to, who they have to manage his playing time and build him up so that way they can see what he is. And they have to also manage the game and the players who can play. And they have a guy, they have two primary ball handlers who can't shoot. And they also have a ton of young players. And so Brett Brown's done a tremendous job. Um, this is a competitive team, but this team is still, A, lacking a bench, and they desperately need a bench. Um, they're one of the worst scoring bench teams in the NBA, so they need to have a, a, a more uh, reliable, consistent second unit. But they're also lacking a third star, and they need that third star. And it's probably not going to be Markel Fultz. I, I still have some faith in him, but it's probably not going to be Markel Fultz. If it is Markel Fultz, it's not going to be for a couple of years. Um, and I don't know that they have time for that. So you look at where the changes, changes need to be made. They need to sit in the in film, and they need to look at, okay, where are we not on the same page here? Why are you switching here? Why are you hedging here? Close out a little softer. Tap, you know, uh, walk, walk on your tippy toes when, when, when you go to close out. Um, knowing when to switch off the ball. Knowing how to defend a ball screen. Knowing how to defend an off ball screen. Knowing how to position yourself. How do, how do I put myself in a position where I can see both my man and the ball so that I don't get back cut for an easy layup? being disciplined that everyone boxes out, not just a couple of guys, and then someone gets an offensive rebound and, and, a, and a putback. Um, the defense will get better because that's just a trend. Last year they started off terribly on defense, and they, became, and they, ended, one of the, they ended the season as one of the better defensive teams in basketball. That'll get better. But they need to get, they need to get it better faster. They need to discover themselves sooner than, sooner than a game um, 40. They need to sit and film and, well, especially Ben Simmons. They need to sit and film as a team, but mostly, but really Ben Simmons needs to be the one emphasizing this and say, okay, how do we cut down turnovers? What, dip, what changes do we need to make to reduce those turnovers? And I think a lot of that is something that they can't help because their skills, their skill sets don't complement an offense that doesn't turn the ball over much. They're, the way that they, the way that Ben Simmons doesn't shoot, the way that Fultz doesn't shoot, the way that Covington's a, a streaky shooter, the way that they only have one guy who is a guaranteed 40-plus percent from three, they're going to have turnovers. So do we, have, can, they, can they cut it down some from within and just have to live with, what they, with, with, with the turnovers that they, that they do commit? I don't think so. I think that they need to pick up a, a shooter. Um, so that's pressure on the front office. But the way that they can cut down turnovers is by playing much better um, offense and by finding ways to, to, to stretch the floor. That doesn't mean taking erratic shots. That means 
positioning themselves properly where you have uh, Simmons top of the key, uh, Fultz on the wing, Sharich short corner, Covington um, wing, and Embiid high post. That's how you stretch an offense out a bit. Um, with Korver, you just put two, you just put you just put two of them or any other shooter put two of them in the corner and that stretches that that stretches everything dramatically or dramatically and you make yourself a much more dangerous team. But just by taking better care of the ball, not being sloppy, not passing the guys who aren't looking, not um, throwing ridiculous cross court passes to guys who. Just who you know, it's not a high percentage pass. Um, just by t- uh, having better protection of the ball and awareness, so that when you drive, you know the guys are going to try to strip you, and just holding it tighter or holding it or, or possessing the ball in a way that it's hard to strip without fouling. Um, just being smarter. If they if they can reduce those turnovers they will be able to compete with the better teams in the NBA. I know I've been saying that, oh, just make uh, just just make 10 plus threes and 75% of the free throws. They made 14 a night, and they made 73% of their free throws. Still lost by 17. So I'm going to add a new layer to it. Keep the turnovers at about 13 to 15 a game. If they can do that, they will keep themselves in any game. And this is going to take time. And this team is going to get better with time. It, it is. Um, they have too much talent to not get better with time. What they need to do is they need to pressure themselves to discover players on the market who are available, who can provide that stretch shooting ability. And they need to look at film and ask themselves and really be pensive about it. How do we fix this defense? How do we get on the same page? What are we not doing right here? They need to assess where they're disconnecting on defense. They need to assess how they fix this turnover problem because the turnovers are killing them every single game. And it's the same story this year as it was last year. And if that continues, Brett Brown's going to be out of a job very fast. Um, But, again... And this is the last time I'm gonna say it before before we uh, we shut it down. We shut it down for tonight. It's early on. We can't predict the future, but we can think to ourselves and be reasonable in thinking so that game by game they will make adjustments and they will make improvements. Embiid is still a superstar. Simmons is still a rising superstar, but it is ever apparent that there's a tier of NBA hierarchies. Of teams in the NBA hierarchy, Golden State, Boston, Toronto, maybe, maybe Milwaukee, and then the Sixers, and then there's everybody else. If the Sixers want to get to that hierarchy and get to that group of elite teams, they need to look at look look themselves look themselves in the mirror and say, what 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 can we do to make this better quickly, because. Their defense needs to improve dramatically. 130 points can't happen anymore. Even though the league is scoring a ton this year, 130 points cannot happen. And how do we cut down these turnovers? If they do that, the wins will pile up like you can't believe. 
and they'll be right back in the thick of things. And they're not out of things. They're just off to a slower start than what you thought that a team that was so promising last year would be doing right now. Um, Sixers drop it by 17 tonight in, T- in Toronto. It will be at home on Thursday against the Los Angeles Clippers, who are now 4-3. and three. Um, Sixers are undefeated at home, 4-0, own 4 on the road. So I'll have to wait for that first road win a, a little while longer. But they'll take on the Clippers 7 o'clock on Thursday. And then they'll be in, in the Wells Fargo Center again on Saturday at 1 o'clock in the afternoon for the first night of a back-to-back. The second game of the back-to-back coming Sunday at 6 o'clock against the Nets. We'll be right back with you for the post-game coverage um, after the game ends on Thursday. And I apologize for the erraticness of the podcast lately. been busy with things um, outside of basketball. That I and I have other obligations to get to, but I'll be I will be back with it on a more consistent basis, um, starting on starting tonight. So the Sixers dropped the dropped drop tonight's game in Toronto by seventeen. We'll be back again Thursday at home against the Clippers. They're four now at home, and before we shut it down for tonight, here's a quick message from our sponsor, and then we are locking out. Do you like shotgunning beer and do you want to increase your shotgunning time at parties? Go check out our boys at the King Cobra Co. The King Cobra is a shotgunning tool that makes the perfect shotgunning hole in under a second. Also a bottle opener, tab tab puller, vent puncher, and all fits on a keychain. Check them out on Instagram at the King Cobra Co. That's the King Cobra Co. Cobra with a K. For a 10% discount on all Cobra products, enter the code Trust the Cobra 10, all one word, all caps. Pick up yours today. The feed to Embiid and its name is protected by U.S. copyright laws. Reproduction and distribution of the feed to Embiid without written permission of the sponsor is prohibited. Copyright the feed to Embiid 2018. Again, the Sixers drop it by 17 tonight in Toronto. They drop the 4-4 four four on the season. They'll be back at home on Thursday against the Clippers, where they are 4-0 in Philly. Um... We'll be back after that game with post-game coverage, hopefully after uh, another home victory. Have a good night, and I'll see you Thursday.